This is an NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by Baseballism, a premium lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime. Baseballism is America's brand. Now batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 130 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by Baseballism.com. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Rye. What up? Little Friday after uh, Friday evening recording session as we uh, try to get over this uh, malaise. No, it's not really. The, it yeah, it is, sucks. A, it is a malaise because there's no, it really hasn't been baseball for three days. And it, it sucks because the all-star breaks coming up too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if you, I know the Yankees played Wednesday, but if you get into a habit during the week, like we all do, you're used to seven o'clock turning on the TV, Dude. watching the Yanks and they played a day game Wednesday off Thursday, off Friday, one o'clock Saturday. And then what's really going to, screw you up is that 10 o'clock start on sunday kind of like it it'll be different it's like when um like if you are an nfl fan and your team plays in uh over in london i think those games start at what nine nine a.m i think the last time the giants were in london they played at nine a.m yeah eagles play the jags i think it was nine so it'll be different but before we get to the london series london uh, the Yanks completed a nine and one homestand. They they swept the we're gonna call them the pain in the ass Toronto Blue Jays because that's what they were. The whole uh, three game series, the Yankees were really lucky to sweep that series because the Blue Jays they're gonna they're gonna be good if they can get themselves uh, one or two top flight yeah. arms, especially in that starting rotation. That you already see how uh, their young position player prospects are coming up and impacting their major league team with Vlad Guerrero and Biggio and those types of guys. So, you know, maybe they'll uh, jump the raise as that third team in the... Uh... We were just saying before we started recording, I'm, I know their pitching is terrible, but I'm still shocked they're as bad as they are. They're like almost Orioles level bad. No, they're not Orioles level bad. How how many games apart are I they think, from the I Orioles? I think they only have seven more wins than the Orioles. I mean, that's significant, but you would think they'd be a little bit better. You'd think they'd be creeping closer to 500. If you're if you're a Blue Jays fan, you have hope for the future. Right, if you're an right. Orioles fan, you have there's no hope for you. No, none. No, they're you might be as bad. well you might as well pick another sport. For a decade, I'd say. Maybe not that long, but they're pretty bad, but the Blue Jays are like a very sneaky, good offensive team, and the Yankee pitching hasn't been the greatest. Um, Paxton certainly wasn't on, when was that, Wednesday? Wednesday. Um, and you thought at that point you were kind of just chalking up a loss, not that you don't, didn't think they could come back. But you're almost like you know what this team has just won so many games. If they lose it, they lose it. You can't get you can't get mad. Well, look at this lineup the Blue Jays threw out there on Wednesday. They got Craig, uh, Craig Biggio's kid, Kevin Biggio, Vlad Junior, Goriel Junior, uh, 
You know, Rowdy Telez is another guy they have high hopes for. Teoscar Hernandez, who always seems to kill the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Galvis, who's a really solid baseball player. And then the Lord and Savior himself, Brandon Drury, are just some of the guys that were in that lineup. So you can see there's offensive talent there. It's just whether or not. Where was Galvis? Was he Atlanta? with Houston? Uh, was he with Atlanta? Ryan, look that up, please. I want to um, see. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a team that you. You see the light at the end of the tunnel, at least. And there's really not... I feel like for the last like handful of years, you had your great teams, and you had your a few really bad teams, but you, I feel like there was more good teams in baseball. Just like average good teams. Now I feel like you're either one end of the spectrum or the other, at least in the American League. And I'm just shocked that the Blue Jays are are on the opposite end of the spectrum. Galvis was with the Phillies for six years in San Diego last year, and now he's with Toronto. Wasn't really? Atlanta? Who am I thinking of that? We've got to be thinking of someone. I could have sworn he was with someone with a similar name then, I guess. On the Blue Jays that was with Atlanta? Though Freddie, Freddie Galvis played the majority of his career with the Phillies? Yeah, from hmm. 2012 to 2017. Maybe, maybe uh, that's what I was thinking. NL East. Yeah, true. I feel like we're so far removed from the from the Jays series. I can't even remember who pitched. Well, uh, I know Paxton was Wednesday. CC I was there. And then Chad Green, I think, pitched. Well, Monday you had. You oh, know, right, this the is opener. a game we have to absolutely talk about here. Uh, Monday, the Yankees defeated the Blue Jays ten to eight. Uh, CC came out there and he pitched a really good game. He looked like he wasn't going to make it out of the first. Oh, he was up two, yeah. f- two early runs. And then I believe he got into the sixth, and by that time the Yankees had already busted. You know, the Yankees busted the game open with seven in the sixth. They were up ten to two, and you think you got yourself a laugher, right? The only problem rest is, the bullpen a little. The only problem is is that Aaron Boone thought and there's not a knock on Boone. I know people want to get on the manager for this, but this is something that we'll bring up in a quick second here. You're up ten to two. You have to find a way, and we say this, this is one of the things that we say a lot on this show, you have to find a way to get outs when you have big leads yes. in games that you don't have to use the big four guys. And up 10-2, to two, you should ha- absolutely expect to not have to go to a role as Chapman in right. the ninth inning. But unfortunately, Jonathan Holder was uh, victimized for five runs in the eighth inning, and it be, it was happened before you can even blink how fast it happened. And I don't blame Boone for letting him in there, to, and he gave up the grand slam. I don't blame the manager for that because you still, even in that point in time, you gotta say, you know what? We just gotta give him a sack fly, a double, something to keep us, you know, keep the lead here. Where I don't still don't have to go to my guys. And he, you know, I I have something to say, but I'll I have a quick point. I have a quick uh, thing I want to get to first. Christian's extremely sick. I'll probably be sick now because we're in close uh, quarters here. Proximity. Um, but yeah, whatever, kudos man. to you. He, the guy was friggin' in the hospital yesterday on his deathbed getting shots to stop the nausea. So if he sounds like this, uh, he sounds a little bit more like my friend. I was close to going. Whatever. I'm telling people you were in the hospital. Okay. All right. It makes it more dramatic. Okay, Second you. thing I want to oh. say before we talk about Holder getting punched in the face is that I will, in fact, at some point, be getting popped in the face. By these hands. And you know how last (laughs) week I said, like, I don't take offense to it. It got obnoxious. Like, people who already went back and changed the review, like, changed it again with extra hashtags. And there was just a whole bunch. There was a whole bunch. 
So thank you for supporting me getting punched in the face. Yeah, thank you. It will, in fact, be happening at some point that I won't know of. Mm-hmm. Um, and please, while you're listening, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And check us out on YouTube, the MYST uh, podcast channel. Subscribe to that page as well. My point about Holder, and I don't know why more people aren't defending this. In baseball, there's a there's such thing as a mop-up guy. They're not as common as they used to be. But wouldn't you consider a 10-2 game a mop-up role? Oh, absolutely. If you can't use Jonathan Holder. In the eighth inning, right? It was the eighth. Yes. In the eighth inning of a 10-2 game, yeah. then why the hell is he even there at that point? And I know they sent him down, no, but what, I'm, what <laughs> I'm trying to say is, when do you want Aaron Boone to use him then? Because you got to use what you're handed, what you're given. Well, now they don't want him to be used. Right. Now, so yeah. now he's not even a mop-up guy, which is why he got sent down. You can't blame the manager there. He's so bad that the Yankees run lead. He's so bad that the Yankees decided two days before they were leaving for London to send him to Scranton. Uh, that they could have just kept him right. here for two days and yeah. let him come take the trip with the team. And but be- they didn't. He didn't deserve this it. whole the whole rule. No, of, he doesn't deserve it. But still, before the whole rule <laughs> of the uh, of the whole, you have to be designated as a pitcher now before. Uh, the you know on your roster you have to designate which position players can also I thought that pitch. Was next year is it next year? I believe it's next year. All right. Well, regardless, last year, do you know how many position players would pitch in ten two games that teams were winning well, or losing? Bro, yesterday it was yesterday. I don't know. What are you I, gonna say? It was either yesterday or no, I don't think it was yesterday or Tuesday. Houston was down eight to two. Hard, would you consider that a blowout? No. Uh, didn't the Yankees just come back from a 5 nothing lead? Would you consider 8-2 to two a blowout? Absolutely no. not. They threw a position player down 8-2. to two. It's the new new way of baseball. I believe, you know, you know, A.J. Hinch, he's got, the, he's got the hardware to back up what he does. But right. that's, I think that was waving the white flag too early. I don't care I if agree. it was the 8th or ninth inning or whatever it was. You don't have faith in your team to come back to right. 8-2? to two? But that... Uh, that's Sorry. my point, though. Whether you're up or down by that many runs, you've seen teams throw position players out there. Now we're going to get on the manager for throwing a guy who was really good for this team last year. Starting next season in 2020, clubs will have to designate each of their players as either a pitcher or a position player prior to each player's first day on the active roster for a given season. That designation cannot change for the remainder of the season. Position players will not be allowed to pitch except in the following scenarios. They're designated as a two-way player in extra innings they can pitch and in any game in which his team is losing or winning by more than six runs when he enters as a pitcher. So there you go. Winning or losing by more than six runs, which MLB is even suggesting that at that point, you should be able to throw your grandmother out there and still get some outs without risking losing the game. So why would you blame anyone? Why would you even look to blame anyone other than Jonathan Holder? Yeah. You know, you can blame Jonathan Holder for being terrible at his job. That's what you can do. Five hits, five runs, not one out recorded. You know what's funny? When pitchers are when hitters are bad, it's the hitter's fault. When pitchers are bad, it's the manager's fault. You ever think about that? When when Giancarlo Stanton, it happens more often. I agree with that. Be, yeah, because these guys are expected to go out and and play every day. They're the they're the big guys in the lineup. 
When they strike out four times in a game, it's Stanton's fault. He's a major league baseball player. He shouldn't be doing it. When Holder goes out there and blows a ten almost blows a ten two lead, oh, it's Aaron Boone's fault. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, look, this is and this is what a lot of fans they they don't understand because they don't look past that day. And this is why Aaron Boone constantly comes out and says, We need to play the long game. And this is why I always watch the regular season with that idea in mind because look at how Jonathan Holder not being able to get an out in that game screwed up the rest of that series right because then it almost cost the Yankees their opener for the next day right because Chad Green had to come in and bail his ass out I think he threw 16 pitches in that in that game where he had a bailout holder yeah he did yeah and look what happened those are 16 pitches that he probably would have thrown in Wednesday, no, in Tuesday's game, where he could have probably gone an inning in two thirds or two innings. Chapman wasn't as sharp after after that game. He had to bring in Adovino because then he didn't want Green going too deep into this into the eighth because he needed him to open the next mm-hmm. day. So you had to use Adovino, and then he had to use Chapman. And look what happened. Or as the Fox broad- broadcasters call him, Adovino, because that's yeah, how many they games they watch. And then look what happened. Then they were in a safe situation on Tuesday. You had to use Chapman. Boom. Now Chapman's not available for Wednesday. Yep. And look what happened. That bullpen was dead tired. I I anticipated Zach Britton probably blowing that game on Wednesday because it just, they were, it got to the point where they had to use so many guys that it just, I mean, credit a guy like David Hale for coming in there on Wednesday. Yeah, he pitched an inning in two thirds. Hale's been really good in some spots that you shouldn't have David Hale pitching in. Without allowing a run. So, great and job just like I said last week, the trickle effect of having a guy like Tanaka go out and throw a complete game shutout, or however many episodes ago that was, it's the same thing. It's, it's even worse when you have a guy like uh, Jonathan Holder not get the outs you need him to, and it really screws you the rest of the week. Yeah, and the Yankees almost lost on uh, Tuesday because you ha- because uh, think about it like this: Green can only give you an inning, so now you have to go and get an out from you have to go get outs from somebody else. That's not one of your big uh, four, probably. So that's where Stephen Tarpley comes in, and you got to credit this guy because yeah. his ERA right now is, I believe, it's still over seven. Is it still over? I seven? think it's uh, in the six sixes now. Did it drop? Yeah, I think it's six sixty one. No, well, it's still terrible, but. We always say 648. You have to find somebody to get outs when you don't have your big guys available. And not even in uh uh blowout type games. Steven Tarpley three times this year, twice in this series, stepped up big time for the Yankees. And that's more than Jonathan Holder's done this year. Cause the Cleveland game that they won, the final game in the series where Chapman you want to credit him for the blown save, fine, whatever. Didi made the error. That really allowed the time run the score there, but they had nobody. They got, they took the lead in the tenth inning and had nobody to pitch. Yeah, who comes in? Tarpley oh, yeah. strikes out the side. Yankees win in a game they desperately needed to win, and then boom, Tuesday, right? No Adovino available, so they need somebody to come in there and pitch uh, Adovino spot. Who is it? Tarpley. Tarp Tarp. What did Tarpley give you? A scoreless inning there. And then did any pitch on uh, Wednesday? Yes, also? the following day again, same exact stat line, scoreless inning. 
I think when uh, there was no Chapman. strikeout. Who else? Pit- Chapman was unavailable that g- game. Who else did Kane? Britain pitched. Tarpley, Britain. Oh wait, hold on. I'm on. I'm on the wrong day here. Wednesday. I'll tell you. It was uh, uh, Kainley. You had uh, you Hale. had Hale, Adovino, Tarpley, Britain. Yeah, so oh, you didn't have Kainley and Chapman. Because they hit the walk off, yeah, right? Okay. No. So, and okay, here's go. something too about Tarpley. And you think about and that game was gonna. Go as long as Luis Sessa allowed it to go because he hadn't he, yeah. he had nobody else to go to. Canley and Chapman were gone or yeah. done. And Cortez, you can't throw Cortez nah. uh, after throwing. Uh, what did he throw in that game? He threw like four innings, eighty-two pitches, and you're not going to. Boone never uses a guy three days in a row. So Green was out. So you had four guys in that bullpen that were unavailable. So, you know, big you got to give a lot of credit to Stephen Tarpley. Three times that the team really needed him to step yeah, up, right, and he did. And I think a lot of the times Stephen Tarpley's pitch has been in uh, losing situations or mop-up roles, and, he, you know, maybe he's one of these types of guys. He's an adrenaline junkie. He needs, he needs that. I was going to say, Tarpley's the kind of guy, at least right now, I don't know what he'll ever amount to be, if anything, He's the kind of guy that you really can't look at his stats. He's not the kind of guy where you go, oh, what's his ERA right now? He's the guy that you need to take him for what he is every single time that Boone uses him. And for those for those couple games he came in, he was huge. And right now, I like him. He's going to be a guy that you like and hate back and forth. Right now, he's on the good side. Because look at Chad Green's ERA. It's at 6.49. Is he pitching like a guy that, has, that should have a 6 ERA right now? No. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As is, you know, just like these guys who have low ERAs in the bullpen, same thing goes for these inflated ERAs. They're not throwing a lot of innings. And guys like Tarpley... Like you just said, maybe he's an adrenaline junkie. Maybe he feeds off of that. Maybe you can't throw him in games where the where it's ten to one. They're losing. Who? Not not Holder when you know they're winning ten to one. Uh when they're losing, I meant. Maybe he doesn't get maybe he doesn't get the same uh the same adrenaline. That he does when when it's a three to one game. So the Yankees, what they did besides sweep the series is just hit a ton of home runs. They've now yeah, it was kind of cool too. Ding, they ding, now ding, set ding, the ding, record ding. for uh, most consecutive games with a home run. So that's a it's a, it's a nice little thing, but it's not a big deal. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool when you're part of a team that's winning and you can celebrate those things. And it didn't take long Tuesday. Yeah, oh, Jesus, may you. Uh, you know, first at bat hit one out to break the record, and then Judge followed up with a with a home run. There. We have a little special way back when later in the episode. Oh wow! Of the Lemayhew yeah, record commemorating LeMahieu. the record breaker. Lemayhew. So yesterday they announced who, who continues to just be on fire. By the way, four, like is this guy ever going to cool off? What is it four? What is he batting? Four seventy eight with runners in scoring position right now. But look at his average just in general. Doesn't he? Doesn't he lead the American League in batting average? He did earlier in the week. Jesus I'm man, he still He's does three thirty six right now. Wow. And he was slumping a little bit. He was down around like three eleven. And we're not talking about a guy who is only playing. You know. Four, three, four times a week, like he was supposed to. We're not talking about a guy who's batting seventh, eighth in in a lineup. We're talking about a guy who's at the top of a lineup of a team that is what seven games in first place in the loss column right now of the AL East. That's a big deal. Yeah, and uh, you know, DJ LeMay, you got recognized by the fans because uh, 
Yesterday, they announced the uh, starters for the American League All-Star team, and DJ LeMahieu LeMahieu. and and Gary Sanchez were both uh, voted in as starters for the American League All-Star team. Oh, congrats. So, and the Yankees had a lot of a lot of guys uh, make it as well. You judge, right? Voight. Well, they had guys that made it to the final round of voting, but they're not officially all stars. Really? Yes. Oh, I thought they still get in. No, they changed it this year where they do the initial voting, and then the top three at each position go to his another vote, and then the winner of that becomes a starter. They still have to announce all the reserves. That's Voight is hitting four seventy eight. With runners in scoring position. You mean LeMayhew? Uh, sorry, yes. LeMayhew. DJ. I think the Yankees have like David three John. or four of the top hitters with average and running in scoring Yeah, Aaron position. Judge, 429. Excuse me, he doesn't have enough at-bats, though. Yeah, there's a, this whole thing, there's not enough at-bats Which is funny, because last year they sucked as the runners in scoring position and hit way too many home runs, right? But pretty sure through this many games of last year, uh, they had more wins last year than this team it's just a matter of what's happening around you this team feels so much more special because boston than last year because you're seeing results you weren't seeing the results of how good they really were last year it has a lot to do with the fact that boston's not having a special year themselves this year and another thing it has to do with is all the injuries and that this team is really has really beat the odds all season and you know Still as dealing we, with some injuries. As we but. sit here, you know, the Yankees are going to play their, let's see here. They're what, uh, 50, I think they're 80 games in. Yeah, this will be their 81st game yeah, in Tomorrow, they'll, play, they'll reach their exact halfway mark of the uh, regular season. And they really should coast, honestly, they should really coast to an American League Division Championship with where they are right now. Right. Could you have asked for a better first half? No. Given you, what we went into, you with couldn't ask for it if they were completely healthy. You could have asked for man. it. I agree. But that's the whole point. If Boston was playing to the level they were playing last year, if they were breathing down the Yankees' necks, or God forbid, they were above the Yankees because they were playing at that incredible clip, all you would hear is the same nonsense that you heard last year. The Yankees aren't good enough, blah, 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 blah. But because the competition maybe isn't as strong this year, you know, the viewpoint is different because you're looking down instead of up right now. Right. But that's baseball, you know? Yes, Every year is a different year. Every team's a different team. I love this team way more than I ever loved last year's team. I never took to last year's team, man. I don't know what it was. Maybe I just didn't feel it. It's crazy. The Yankees' run differential is plus 97. The Baltimore Orioles' run differential is negative, negative 182. 191 now. It went, out, it went down, huh? Holy That's great. Crap. That's phenomenal. Yeah. What's, uh, <clears throat> what's not phenomenal is the fact that we keep bringing up these injuries and the Yankees can't seem to get out of their own way. And John Carl stands back on the injured list now. Uh, a PCL strain where he left. When when did it happen? Tuesday, Monday, or Tuesday? It was uh, Tuesday's game, I believe. No, it might have been Monday's. It was Monday's game. Where you thought, and I guess this would have ended up being the better outcome. You thought mm-hmm. he came out of the game because it looked like he, he got his, hand stepped, his hand stepped on, which he did there. I guess he didn't really feel that too much. Um, because then it was his knee, and 
now he's out until what the Yankees say August. But who knows? And it doesn't matter because they're trading him for Robinson Cano, right? That's what everyone wants. No, Stan played Tuesday, so it was in Tuesday's game he got hurt. Yeah, it was Tuesday night. And it, it was on a ball, and everyone's ripping him because it was on a it was on a play where he shouldn't have been going to third. Probably anyway. not. But you know what? How many times have we complained well, about we guys not hustling and whatever? I know it wasn't the smart move, but the guy's trying to get to third base. You know, you got to take it for what it is. Well, he doesn't know exactly. He think he might have hurt himself sliding in the second. Mm. So he's not positive. And, but, Clint, and Clint Frazier got called up. No, Mike Talkman. Talk. Yeah, uh, and it's a shame, too, because it seemed like Stanton was starting to uh, find his timing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. a he lot. He had the big home. He had a monster <laughs> home run uh, Monday night, and then how he got on base Tuesday, he hit, like, what, another 110-plus mile an hour? Well, you had in his in his last six games, all Yankee wins, Stanton hit 304 with a homer and seven RBI. So he was he was Well, he was a good coming bat. up in, with runners in scoring position, too. Yeah, he's got a high on uh, he, uh, high average. And then, yeah, Saturday night score. he had the big game, the four RBI game. So he was starting to round in the shape. So it came at a really bad time that he was, you know, starting to look like he was going to get hot there. And, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, now it just becomes about him writing an October legacy. He'll, he'll, his numbers are going to look like trash this year. Yeah. He's probably going to play, what, 50 games? If that. He's played nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's played no, he nine. Comes back, let's say he comes back in August. And he plays, you know, 20 games a month, 25 games. He might play 50 or 60 games this year. Yeah. You know, he's not going to, you're not going to look at the back of his baseball card and be impressed in 2019. So now it becomes about what he does in October. Yeah. It always, really, in a way, always, always was. was but now he doesn't have a regular season where you could say, look, he really helped the team in a regular season. He just didn't get it but done Christian, in full season. It doesn't matter. He helped the team last year, and the guy is still the guy's still booed. No matter what he does, he can go four for four. We've seen it. He can go four for four with two big home runs uh, or you know, two, three big base hits to, to win the game. And the next day, he's getting booed after his third at-bat. If he doesn't come back until August, this will be the least amount of games he's played in a regular season. The next uh, lowest was 2015 with the Marlins. He played in 74 games, but he probably won't hit that mark this year. Probably not. Is that when he got his face busted open? That. Yeah, the old broken jaw. Who did that again? Mike Fires. Yeah, Mike Fires. Ryan oh, Stacy. Yeah. So it really, you know, Don't break your jaw, boy. <laughs> if it takes Stanton those those final two months of the season to get hot into October, that's what this year is about for him. And I think by the time he comes back, this team should be up comfortably. They're up comfortably yeah. now, no, but yeah. at this point, you're not going to sit here and say the season's over because uh, Stanton's out until August. You want him to be healthy and come back and contribute uh, going into October and, and hopefully stay healthy. Well, now here's the funny thing. Uh, it's not funny to Clint Frazier, but Mike Talkman got the call when... I don't uh, think it's that big of a deal. When uh, John Carl Stan got placed on the injured list. It, it, it is a big deal. Because if Stan's going to be out till August, what does that say that they, don't, they didn't call up Frazier right now? I think... I could be wrong about this, but when they called up Talkman, uh, the Yankees weren't positive on a timeline just yet. And here's all I'll say. This means nothing right now to me until after the All-Star break. 
Because think about how many days off the Yankees have with this London series. They got two now. Then they play in London. Then you got another one off. Then you got a couple games. And before you know it, you're in the All-Star break. They want Clint Frazier, if if anything, if they're not going to end up trading him. They want him to at least stay down there. What's the point of bringing him up at this point? Because he can play now. Well, he could play after the All-Star break if Stanton's still hurt. Well, here. There's just not that much time and significant a significant amount of games in a, in this stretch right now where I'm making a big deal out of this. If they come back from London and they don't make some type of move to then call him up, if, if Stanton's really going to be out until mid-August or whenever it may be, then maybe we can, look, we can be up in arms games over when they, Look, first of all, I'll give him a pass for London because uh, Cashman said they were prioritizing defense, so fine, you want it. But if he doesn't get a call for the Mets series, that's that's and he might that's six games. He might, or the Yankees really are just done. They want to trade him, and they don't want him up here. They didn't even they didn't take him to London. That's a big deal to him. I don't Did think it's team. that big of a deal because the they, team made a statement by not taking him to London. Yeah, but now I'm bro. O- Kyle Higashioka is on the plane. Listen, I'm and, over and it Clint now. Is there, I'm isn't? over it now because at this point, the I think the writing's on the wall. It, it's the been there. Been on the wall, right? It's been this, there. This just so you know in how hard headed Brian Cashman is. He's made that move already. Frazier's not coming back for the for the London series. The Yankees are. It's like it's like when you put put a kid in timeout. Then this That's is Fra- this, this is, is Frazier's no, timeout. This out. is this is his timeout because when Kyle Gashioka is on the plane and Clint Frazier's not, and they're face. Do you think they're gonna Facetime him? That's a that's a punishment right there. I didn't think he was being punished really for getting sent down before. Oh, so I was right. You were saying, and you apologize. Excuse me. I said he was being punished for being sent down. No, I didn't. I don't think. I still don't think he was being punished for being Bad sent down. Clint. This you're naughty. This is. I told you nobody likes that. Everyone loves it. I actually got, got a lot of direct gotten, messages after that. I've gotten at so, least eight hundred emails. <clears throat> oh yeah. Do you think he would have been going to London if he handled his demotion better? I post game presser. Would you want him to wear a rainbow? Uh, no, do I you think handle it how Nestor uh, Cortez handled it. No, you it. have to. You have to ask that question before the demotion. If maybe that game when he got booed and he could dress up like a unicorn, right, and fly through the sky and, and locked like, himself in his room and didn't talk to the media. If he handled that better, and then got demoted and was mature about it and whatever, then yeah, I think you're seeing Clint Frazier right now. I do. Guess we'll never know. Cause who who got who's going? I know Estrada's going. Higashioka is going. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who the twenty sixth man is. Cause we'll get into this. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring back way. I back. thought it was a pitcher. I'm pulling up the roster right now. Boom. What was uh, the ruling? I tw- I don't remember. Uh, Chance Adams. Did he get? I'll look it up. But that's I- the thing too. You just said it. They're gonna prioritize defense. Clint Frazier yeah. can't even play defense in a, in a stadium that he plays, you know, most of his time at, takes most of his reps at, and now you're going to bring him to London? They have two injury reserve players. Don't mind me. I'm going to fix your uh, cord here. Two injury reserve players are Kyle Higashioka and Chance Adams. The 26th man, Tyro Estrada. They did name Estrada officially? Yeah, he is the 26th man. And then the two injury reserves, just in case someone goes Good down. Good for him. Good for Estrada, man. Can't take an Uber to London like 
like a lot of players have been doing to get to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, right. That's been like three different players. Didn't Tyler, Tyler Wade, Wade do that? Didn't Tyler Wade Cortez, like Cortez? I think did. Yeah, he four hundred nice miles sprint. to the uh, to the stadium that one day. Yes, sir. I'm talking. Well, we got a whole London. Uh, yeah, we got a whole London thing to do here, but you know. Higashioka, I guess that you know it, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. It makes sense. Yeah, because you want if yeah, someone course. goes down, you need a back catcher goes down. You need that. You probably catcher. get away. Plus, with. you talk about day you night. have the twenty sixth man, and you have a bunch of guys who can play. Or not a bunch, but a few different and to bring guys who an can extra play pitcher. multiple positions. Plus, it, you talk about sense. day night games sense. for catchers and stuff. We don't know how messed up they're going to be traveling to uh, to a different what, country. Is Olsen dead? No, I'm saying yeah. So, do you think Sanchez only plays? Game Maybe one Sanchez probably, probably only played the first game. Yeah. Maybe Sanchez DHs and yeah, Romine behind the plate. Romine takes one to the to the nuts and he needs to come out of the game. Then you gotta put Higashioka in. is not on the active roster. He's an injury reserve. They're allowed to travel with injury these guys. reserve. Yeah. In case an injury happens after the first game, then you have these guys. Oh, here wait, so it can't be mid game? No. Kind of rule. What no, would that that's, be? That's that would I thought be they were cheating. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought this. Was, we were talking that this was part of the ruling for London. How are like, you gonna, look? If there is an injury after the first game, how are you going to grab somebody from America to come play the second right, game? That's, that's why they're that's allowing why. them to travel. That's what. Guys. That's what I'm saying. I thought this was an exception to the rule. No, that's why they gave him a 26 man. Gotcha. On the active okay. roster. All right. I'm excited though. I'm kind of pumped up for the London. I kind of am too. Just because it's different. It's a cool vibe. If they lose, if they lose both games, I'm going to flip again. out. Never I never again. want it to happen again. But I don't think this team's going to lose. I really do. And I like that they're bringing two of the best baseball teams to London, too. They're not doing like what football does. They yeah, but like we'd be singing a different tune if, if the Yankees were supposed to be home these two games. I'd be really pissed off. I'd be really pissed off. Okay, so why don't you do this? Why don't you play the fans the way back when and then we'll talk about London okay because Clint You're Frazier right. Clint uh, Frazier's not getting uh, any bangers and mash this weekend he's bangers just is that mash. London that's not like Ireland I don't know that better be a call United Kingdom a run it's a UK thing bangers UK and mash it's a universal UK thing he mashed it this is uh, way back when brought to you by baseballism.com head to baseballism.com use chase28 for free shipping uh the Yankees broke the record. I think they're at how many games now? 29 it's actually at because they did hit a couple. Um, so here's DJ LeMahieu's record-breaking home run, if it happened, way back when in the Bronx. All right, it'll be a 2 2 We're back here at episode 130 NYYST podcast. We're here previewing now the London series. Tally ho. Is that a thing that they say over there? I don't know if that's a British thing. Look it up. Tally ho. I'm going to look up some. uh, Yeah, look up some like British slang words. Like they don't say yo, like they don't, they're not like yo, what's up over there. 
not something that they say. I heard everyone everyone that's over there is like shocked at how many true Yankee fans are over there. Bloody sock. I think a lot of the like media and broadcasters thought that these people were showing up like, hello, what's baseball? They are. Aaron Judge said so. No. They're not. They know baseball. You got Patrick over there, man. Patrick Patrick watches every game. This game is bollocks. (laughs) Bollocks. What does it mean? Do you have a definition? Yeah, nonsense. Mm. This game is bollocks nonsense. (laughs) Crumpet. Oh, that's a bad word, I think. Sexually desirable person? What, a crumpet? That bad. According to this website, I'll use it in a sentence. My wife thinks Luke Voigt is a crumpet. Is that correct? Very good, Chris. Thanks. But crumpets are pastries, aren't they? Like you have your tea and crumpets. You could eat. I thought. I think you're. I think you're right. Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah, we know that one. Oh, that's rubbish. You want to? Sh- a lot of uh, baseball phrases in here. So I guess they are ready. Well, Aaron Judge. I was listening to an interview with him today. He said that uh, a lot of people wear the hat over there, but it's more like it's because it's a brand, and because he was just walking up to people and they had no idea who he was. So they can't be that big. Apparently, he's fans. pretty pumped up about those dimensions. Uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, let's oh, break yeah, it. You could bunt and hit a home run. Let's break it down London. here. What are the dimensions? All of right. The Left yeah. field, 330 feet. Center field, 385 feet. Right field, 330 feet. So left field and Say right field. Say that again. Field, 330. 330. Down the both lines. Both lines, 330. And then center field, 385. I knew that. But there's a high wall out there, right? Something like that. I know there's the backstop is really weird. Apparently, every time there's a foul ball behind home plate, it's going to hit some a barrier atop. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. So they're playing at the trop, is what you're telling me. Compared to, so what did I say? This Three, should be Yankees versus Rays. 385, right? 385. Yeah. Uh, whereas in Yankee Stadium, center field, 490 feet. I, w- I think it was Ben Intendi I was listening to on uh, MLB Network today, but the gaps are pretty standard though right you have yeah mentions on the from gaps. what i saw you could I, see it there they it required 141,900 square feet of artificial turf yeah this is the, the first time c- the Yankees- center field oh so that's not that's not too uh, bad that it's 385 there's a 16 foot high center field wall yeah uh, the rest of the walls will measure between four and eight feet. Yeah, oh, this is what I was four saying. Four foot. I hope so. Aaron Judge is going to fall over the wall. Then that yeah, probably. There's also a roof that extends over home plate, so there will be specific ground rules pertaining to balls hitting it. So it's like Tropicana it's in London. Yeah. Well, right. They had to do the. Well, you have to call it football because it's in football. Europe. They had football. to do the uh, the tall center field for the batter's eye. They weren't going to bring in some. Uh, some object to just put out there. So they made the wall tall. They're doing like, I don't know if they're going to do this throughout the entire game, but they're doing things that are like traditional Yankee Red Sox stuff. Yeah. I believe they'll play sweet Caroline. They're doing the YMCA. YMCA. I saw that. Yeah. Stuff like that. I heard they had to import, uh, this is not a joke either. They had to import peanuts and Cracker Jacks to sell during the game because they want to, you know, they want to replicate the authentic baseball experience. And I give them credit. Look, I've been an outspoken uh, proponent of not doing this. I don't like it, but no. I understand why they're doing right. it. Right, I sixty thousand to, to a point. To a point, I understand. If their main goal is to one day have a team in London, it's never going to happen. But if their goal is to spread 
their brand to another country and have people a little more excited and buy Yankee jerseys and so on and so forth. It's it's a really cool thing. It's a cool 70 percent of the roughly hundred twenty thousand tickets were purchased from within Britain. And then 20 percent were sold in the U.S., leaving ten percent for fans. Does from it other say countries. how many fans will be at each game? Sixty. It how many 60, fans 000. can occupy that stadium? Sixty thousand. Okay, that's a lot of people. Nearly sixty percent more than the capacity of are Fenway they, Park. Are they saying that it's sold out? I'm I believe sure they sold is. all hundred uh, hundred twenty thousand. That's pretty cool. It's going to be a cool uh, moment. Seats were the tickets. I give them credit that the stadium doesn't look like a complete dumpster. Yeah, no, it, yeah, looks it was cool. built for the 2012 Summer Olympics. Apparently, so it looks decent. I mean, it look, but here's what I don't like. Okay, this is what okay. I don't like about right. it. Well. I don't like the scheduling of it. The yeah. scheduling of it sucks. That's the worst part. Yeah. If you want to do it, fine, but f- schedule it better. When you have teams playing Japan, they it's pl- the start they, the season. They start the season there a week before everybody else does. You could do that. And and it would be better because I was just going to say the games in Japan suck because you have to wake up at four in the morning just to watch them. At least this, if you started this a week before, I still wouldn't be happy with it because I love opening day being there uh, to watch that game. And then you got the season just starts. I'd be pissed if the Yankees had a week or two off in between, but it would make more sense than Japan or wherever else they've played to start the season. And you're doing it so close to the All-Star break. Yeah. You can't wait another week to play these games. Right. And that's the real annoying part about it. And you would think they'd want to do it to start the season because what if the Yankees didn't come back from all these injuries? What if Aaron Judge wasn't going to be on this team right now? You would think they'd want to do it before anything like that could happen. There is so much foul territory on this stadium. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's, it's like going to Oakland. be uh, as high scoring as people are going to put it out to be either because it's, you know, like you said, there's a lot of foul territory. Guys are going to have to adjust to playing in a, you know, Turf a soccer too. field, basically. Uh, I think it'll be pretty high scoring. Guess we'll find out, right? You got six. This is what sucks. You You have one travel day back. And then you have to play six games before the All-Star break. Yeah. Why are you not doing this the last weekend before the All-Star break? And then you give the players that are on these teams an exemption from not being in the All-Star game. Right. That's the way you should have handled it. Yeah. I yeah, and I can't that. figure out the reason why it wasn't that way. If if you're not going to do it in the first week of the season, then why not do it right before the break? And how great would that be for Major League Baseball to basically control like four or five days like that? You got these two London games where, you know, everybody's making a big deal out of it now. And imagine you had those two games with the Yankees and Red Sox leading into the home run derby, leading into the All-Star game. Well, I think this is this is something where, you know how they have an algorithm to do all these schedules because certain things fall on certain days in certain cities and so on and so forth. I think it was more of something where they put the schedule together and then and then chose these games. I know they had to alter it in some way, but maybe they couldn't find a spot where you know they Red too. Sox right, So why are they playing a four-game series be. against Tampa? Why did they not push it back another day? Do you think it has anything to do with it being July 4th? Maybe they didn't want to have them 
playing in London. They could have played on Thursday. Had uh, you, uh, and you want them to play well, on teams the are fourth. teams are off on July fourth. So the Yankees and Red Sox could yeah, have been which off. Which is yeah, a joke. Right. It's a joke. But I guess those teams aren't well, the kind you want. Look, off, we're we're trying to make sense of yeah, a schedule right. that is so out of whack. You can't justify anything. How are teams not playing on on the fourth of July? How did teams not play America's on Memorial pastime. Day? I mean, come on. What are we doing? Yeah. It's ridiculous to me. Or as a, Mike Francesa put it, uh, the Mets aren't playing on 4th of July out of respect to the, uh, to the country. <laughs> There's a reason why, in my mind, that when NFL teams go over to London, they get their bye week that following week. Right. And the Yankees and Red Sox have a day off, which is a travel day. It's cr- it's it's and during a season that's 162 games. That's my whole thing. It's not okay. That uh, that is what I don't like about it. If you want to do this, schedule it better. This should be the last set of games before the All Star. I agree with you. And then if the guys want to go to do the festivities, that's fine. This is the price you pay. For wanting to play in London, that the Yankees and Red Sox All Star representatives don't play in the All Star game. You can't. You shouldn't be able to have both. It's not. Fa- I'm sorry. It's not fair. And this is not because the Yankees are involved. I think it's going to be if they have the same scheduling problem next year when the Cubs and Cardinals over there. I'm going to think it's just as stupid. Yeah, I look. I'm even more pissed off for the Red Sox. But they're losing two home games. Not even that. But look at their travel after. At least the Yankees get to. Come back come to back America in New York of all right. places. The Red Sox are what? On the West Coast? I think they're in Toronto. Aren't they in Toronto? Yeah, they go to Canada. Toronto, and then they're on the West Coast, I believe, against Oakland. Um, or someone. They go Toronto, then Detroit. They have to go to Detroit after Toronto. And then where? Boston. But that's after the break. So the Yankees really? got... I thought you said they had a West Coast trip after so the Yankees, that. No, I was talking about the so Rays. Now not only that's are why you the Rays are struggling them, right now. So not, now not only are you giving them one day to travel back to America, but you're, the Yankees got lucky, and this is just probably pure coincidence that this happened this way, that they're at least coming back to New York so they can go home for a couple right. of days. You're sending the Red Sox back out on the road. If the least you could do... Is have them play a home series. Not yeah. even just that. The least you could do is give them both two days off again you give them two days to travel there they play two games now they only need one day off to get back home and play again you ever heard of jet lag i mean oh well you know somebody's been every time i say something about it on twitter the same person says to me he's like i travel back from london plenty of times and it never seems to affect me okay uh give me his stuff send it over to me i'll ask him if when he traveled to (laughs) london if he played in two major league baseball games and then had to go and play in six more (laughs) seriously i mean come on oh it's not that bad i've done it plenty of times and i go back to my house and i sleep for two days yeah come on Give me a break. These guys are Major League Baseball players. Like I said, you go out there and play two, play two Little League games, play against 12-year-olds for two days straight. You tell me how you feel. And do it traveling to London and then coming back and having to, to play six more. Like I said, I under, it's a big deal. It seems like it's a big deal. The Yankees brought A-Rod and Matsui and Andy Pettit and I think Swisher's with them. To- Booney posted a picture. They were all out... Uh, at a bar. Smoking dust. Smoking the dust. <laughs> <laughs> and my life sports talk claims Aaron Boone yeah. does drugs. Yeah, what are you going to do? 
So that guy right looks like he's uh, smoked dust in his oh, yeah. day. I never did the dust. Bunch of dust. Never did the let dust. Me you, let me tell you something. Is that a British term? <laughs> it's not something that you want to get involved with. <laughs> it's considered one of the highlights of your life that you never did. Mm. Angel dust. Yeah. <laughs> and Cisladine. For any of you kids who don't know what exact drug we're talking about. Angel dust. So what do we expect? Honestly. You think the Yankees Sweet. just go and blow this team out? I mean, honestly, how much better are the Yankees and the Red Sox right now? Do they go there and just say, hey, London, guess what? Hey, London. We're the New York Yankees. I see London. I see France. I see the Yankees kicking the Red Sox underpants. You think so? You think that's what they're saying? I have no idea. I think Aaron Judge is going to have a monster two games. I think most most of the stadium is going to be going crazy for the New York Yankees. I think that the Red Sox are at a very big disadvantage, and it isn't fair because they're supposed to be home. But Tanaka what are you is do? facing Porcello uh, Saturday. That's actually a good game because have the Yan- they announced the starter for that Sunday morning game? Yeah. I think the Yankees are going opener. TBD. I believe the Yankees are going opener. I think I think I saw on Major League Baseball Network that the Red Sox named an uh, yeah, starter. It's but Eduardo Rodriguez. Is apparently. it because it's listed at T? Well, maybe maybe some change because at bat has it listed as TBD for both teams. But yeah. I believe that the Yankees are doing opener. No, I'm on the wrong thing again. I always do that. Well, on on the MLB yeah, it is, page here it, is, it says it, TBD versus Eduardo Rodriguez it is because. The, the Yankees played the Red Sox the last weekend of both June and July. And when I go back out of the game I'm looking at, it takes me into July for some reason. I actually say given those two starters for the Red Sox, they they will have a good a good chance to at least compete this weekend. Because I think the I think Porcello pitches well against the Yankees for the most part. And Eduardo Rodriguez, for whatever reason, the guy can have a ten ERA seems to shut down the Yankees every time. But this is a different Yankees team than we've seen in the last handful of years, man. This team's scary good. Scary, scary good. Because like we talked about to open the show, the Toronto Blue Jays, really, you want to make a make a case for it, they could have easily taken that series. And the Yankees didn't give up. Even in that final game on Wednesday, when they could have packed their bags and and been done with it and still left what eight and two on the homestand they said nah screw that man nah let's take it home yeah what they were losing five nothing in that five nothing bro were, but you were, before you were there, I even, right before i even walked into the stadium because once again the lines were uh, just i can't even talk about it well, you know, if you would call your best friend and say hey i'm going to the game on wednesday can i borrow your vip card I could have given it to Chris. you. In fact, I probably have, I believe I have two of them. Oh, thanks. But you know, you're you're like that, and you like to keep things a secret and don't tell your friend. I went with uh, a group. I went with a group. Okay, I could have got the whole group in. <laughs> anyway, uh, by the time I walked in, it was three nothing, and Paxton clearly didn't have it. I was shocked he pitched as long as he did. And then I think at one point it was. Maybe six to one or six to five two. And then no, I know five, it was five, five nothing. And then it was five five. Oh right, they tied it. Well, this is some. You know, we have anything else you want to say about London? No, I, right? look, it, it's in London. It it we're either going to be. Well, it's in London. We're, so. we're either going to be <laughs> happy on, about it 
or we're going to no i'm saying like it's in london that's great that's exciting we're mm. either going to be really happy about it because the yankees it's are going to win or they're going to lose and we're going to have another reason to be pissed off because it's in london where's the white uh, house in america <laughs> <laughs> it's in london no i'm done with it i'm over it i'm excited uh, but the yankees better win or else i'm going to be pissed off I think they'll end up splitting. I think Major League Baseball will rig it. So you think it's teams. rigged? You think it's fixed? Yeah, I think this nah, is Nah, I fixed. think the Yankees win both, bro. And I've been pretty dead on with my predictions. Ryan's going to be dead on when you get friggin' punched in the mouth. Pop, 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 Well, real quick before we close out the show here, we do have to bring up James Paxton. We omitted this when we were talking about the, uh, the Blue Jays series. Yeah, we wanted to try and keep it as positive as we could. He's got to be better. Yeah, dude. And I'm pissed off at him, and it's not even that he put the Yankees in a 5 nothing hole. It's that the fact that this team fought back mm-hmm. and tied the game. Tied the game. Yeah, that was the worst part. In the very next inning. It was in the first the leadoff batter of the inning, if Dang I'm it. not mistaken. Yeah. Home run. Yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah. It was frustrating because every guy's going to have... It was Gurriel Jr. He had two in that game. Every guy's going to have a tough day. But when you're expected to come here and be a number two... And really, right now, with Severino being out, expected to lead this rotation, you you can have your bad days, but when your team goes out there and busts their ass to take you off the hook, you can't go out there and, and give up a home run and mm-hmm. give the lead right back. You have to be better than that. No, it, this is a guy, We I think I said it last episode, that him and Tanaka have to be two guys. When they take the mound, you have to win. that you have to be positive you're going to win the game. He can't do that. And if yeah. you give up five runs in the first two innings, when your team battles back, dude, you can't, you cannot let that happen. Yeah. You gotta. And look, we're talking about a team right now who has a seven-game lead in the AL East in the loss column and 10 in the loss over Boston, and that's great. And I'm happy to have that breathing room. But we've seen how quickly a baseball season can turn. And you still need to go out there and win the games that you're supposed to win. You have to, or else you'll find those teams crawling right back up your ass again. You know what? At the end of the day, they swept. They completed a 9-1 homestand. Phenomenal. You cannot ask for anything more. Absolutely cannot ask for anything more. And now they just got to go over there and take care of a little business in London. Beat up the Red Sox. Show London what the Yankees are all about. You know. And do it for Patrick, man. That's it. And then they come home, too, against the Mets, who are... The Mets. The, the Mets. Mets. The Mets, who, as we're recording Friday night, we'll bring up... The, what, what's the score here? We'll just briefly touch on the Mets, because it's... We have to, because how many times did we say it, bro? Me and me and Sakurai, before you got here to record, we were Ryan was like, oh, let's watch a little Mets pregame. Maybe we'll watch the Mets. There's no baseball right for us to watch. We couldn't even get through the pregame. 3-2, the Mets trail on the top oh, the of the Met, eighth Metsies inning. are coming back a little bit here? Oh, yeah. Did you know the Mets are the only team in Major League Baseball with more blown saves than saves? <laughs> they lost five, cons- it was five consecutive games? Yes. Five consecutive games this week. Did you send us that win probability tweet? Yeah. That was disgusting. Oh, my five like, consecutive games where they had a two-run lead or yep. more, and they lost all of them. All of them. Um, that's what I said to Chris last How night. Imagine, I, I wouldn't be able to watch if, Listen, if the team I rooted and for And here's the that. worst part. Wednesday, right? Todd Frazier comes up, hits a big home run in the ninth inning. They, yeah. they actually come Tom's back themselves. Todd. Two to yeah, one. Man. They add the insurance run. And I, you know, I've been homesick the past couple of days. So I've been really doing nothing but watching the Mets. 
and Ugh. my wife walked in the room. Hard. Maybe that's why you were sick. <laughs> my wife walked in the room, and Edwin Diaz comes in. I said, I guarantee the Mets lose this game. I said it. I swear to God, I said it. I said, I guarantee you lose the game. Can I ask you a question? Because I didn't watch it. I obviously got all the reaction from it. Edwin Diaz comes into a three to one game. Yes. Correct. Walks the leadoff batter. Walks the leadoff guy, then gives up a two run homer to Bomb. tie it. Now, two more guys get on. Does he get any outs at this point? Did he get any he outs? He might have had an out or so. I think he struck somebody out. I think he got one out. But my point is, he let two more runners get on. Yeah. And no one else was going to come into this Who's game? Who's coming into the game? Put Bro, your closer. At this point, with, with the track record he's had this year, lose with someone else. No, don't you, lose with this guy anymore. Of all the things that you can get on Mickey for, that's not one of them. In my I'm opinion. not even getting on Mickey at that point. There's just got to be somebody else. There's nobody else. There, oh, you, who do they have out there? I say this a million times, guys. You got if, one out. If I was a Met fan, I'm not. I would never... Stop watching that team just because they were bad. But I would seriously consider, if I loved baseball enough, I would seriously consider starting to root for another team at this point. Not because the Mets are a joke on the field. Not because they're losing these games. But because your organization clearly doesn't want to do anything about it. They say all the wrong things. Mickey Calloway seems like a great guy, but I cringe when he's on the radio. Everything that comes out of his mouth, I cringe. After in the post game, what did he say about Diaz? They were asking him about uh, how tough it's been to see him go out there today, and and his answer was something like, "Yeah, well, you know, he was pretty sharp yesterday." Okay, great. This guy was supposed to justify bringing Robinson Cano to this team. Who? Diaz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That move was justified by saying, yeah, I know we picked up this contract, but right. we just got who's supposed to be one of the best closers in the National League. And yeah. now you can't even, well, it was in the American League, but now you can't even justify it. He's one because in five. Because they're, uh, they're both atrocious. With a 4.94 earned run average. And Mike Francesa makes a great point. This would piss me off. They still have guys out of position. To, to make room for guys like Cano to play first and so on and so forth. Cano doesn't play first. Pete Alonso does. I'm just saying, where is he playing? Second base. Yeah. Jeff McNeil has McNeil should Listen be, to this, right? McNeil ready? should be playing second base now. He's your future. He's the guy who's performing. Well, unfortunately for the Mets also, Robinson Cano is their future because they're tied to him for another, what, four years? Oh, Edwin Diaz, who had a historic year last year, 73 innings pitched, 73 and a third innings pitched, 16 earned runs allowed all season last year. This year, 31 innings pitched, 17 earned runs. He's already allowed one more earned run this season. Does it show blown saves? Then he did all of last season saves. He's 16 saves out of 20 opportunities, so he has well, four blown. Well, first of all, we can't talk about the Mets anymore because I I'm tweeted done. about them yesterday, and I had people telling me that I shouldn't. I'm not allowed to tweet about the Mets. Oh yeah, why? I don't know. We're just we're Yankee only Yankees. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Not allowed to talk about the Mets. No. Good. All right. It's All right. Fine. I, then we don't have to talk about the Mets. I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to watch or comment about other baseball teams, but especially you know, a Twitter. Team. Twitter mm. will always set you straight and the, let you know what you are and are not allowed. Yeah, it's to do. the Tom's River Little League team uh, that plays in Queens sucks, and their GM sucks, and their manager sucks. You know. You know what Mickey Calloway did today. He made the biggest mistake, in my opinion, that he could ever make today. 
he was talking about how do you print it's not reagan it's it's regan regan he was talking about regan and what he's done since he's been over here and he goes and he said it seriously there was no chuckling after he said he's really been like a grandfather figure to these guys are you kidding me a grand you want a grandfather figure go fucking visit your grandfather I don't want a grandfather figure. I want a guy who's getting me ready. It's just, it's like they're going backwards. You see yes, all these teams that's what I'm going younger, about. going younger. If I younger, was a fan. And they're going older. If I was a fan. Much older. It would be like they were slapping me in the face. And if you can't way. wake up and see that. And I'm not telling you if you're a true diehard Met fan that you should jump ship. I understand your no, loyalty. First of all, we don't want you. Okay. I, we don't no, want you. I didn't say to root for the Yankees. Uh, okay. I don't I'm not no, judging so. you if you're not jumping ship. All I'm Jeez, saying is Segura. All I'm saying is if you did, I get it. I wouldn't judge you. And and if it was just that the team sucked and they were rebuilding or something like that, then I'd say you're just a bandwagon jumper, you just go wherever. But at this point, if you were a diehard Met fan your entire life and jump ship, I wouldn't judge you. I would get it. Well, you know, we will judge you, though, if you don't watch the Yankees these next two games. Aaron judge you. got to watch. Aaron judge you. Watch me watch the game. All right, so just a couple quick notes. 1-10 Saturday on Fox, then Sunday 10-10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN, so you can have uh, your cereal with A-Rod and Jessica Mendoza. They better have a British announcer for one of these games come in and do a couple innings, right? How cool would that that be? Uh, and then, as that That's guy Rye time. said earlier, just a little roster news, the Yankees and Red Sox will both play with a 26-man on their roster active that has to be designated as a position player, which you said the Yankees did it, was Tyro Estrada. Tyro Estrada. And then they were allowed to carry uh, two other players just in case a roster new needs to be made in between game one and two, which was Chance Adams and Kyle Gashioka. Very good. And Mike Talkman is up here as a... Uh, the replacement for John Carl Stan. So there you go. Mike Talkman's up here to show the people in London that anything is possible. And even a guy like Mike Talkman can make the major leagues. Okay. So on that stupid note, we'll uh, wrap up the show here. Uh, the Yankees, as we said, you know, in London, then uh, we'll. 6 2 Braves lead the Mets. Oh, <laughs> I bet you DeGrom came out of the game. That's how that got escalated so quickly. Uh, <clears throat> so the Yanks will come home from London. We'll record Sunday night for Monday release. And then uh, final stretch here before the All-Star break, it'll be the Mets and the Rays. So there you go. Yeah, it was Gazelman. Yep. Bum. So thank you for listening to episode 130 of the NYYST podcast. Please stay tuned after uh, the close of the show for a word from our sponsors, Baseballism. Follow them on Twitter at Baseballism. Go to Baseballism.com to save uh, on your order there. Chase28 will give you free shipping. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well. We just crossed the 8,000 follower mark, so thank, thank you, you very much for thank the support. Uh, at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, now, you know, we got to, you wanted to do the whole show in a London accent, but yeah. you can say goodbye in a London accent. Okay. Ready? Very well. Okay. Go okay. Yankees. No, you have to wait. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Oh, this is the, how many episodes have we done? 130? Well, no, I just got excited you know, there. It's really, You're right. really I last full. year he missed all of NFL season. True. He did. I take full responsibility. And other that. than his, the time he was Trumpet. stuck on a train. Right, right. He's really right, been right. consistent. I know. I've, I'm good now. I'm here. I don't oh. like. Yep. Yeah. All right, give me my thing. <laughs>
that guy right? Here go, Yanks. Yeah. Chris, say goodbye. <laughs> Within a game, a bond is made. He teaches his boy a game he played. Two gloves, one ball, a day at the park, and the two play catch until it gets dark. And his boy does better than he thought he would. So the two played catch as long as they could. The boy and his friends, they play in the streets. Tennis shoes and cans, no bases, no cleats. They hit home runs and they turn double plays. One great catch, and he's Willie Mays. But the sun starts to set in the old neighborhood. And they played in the streets as long as they could. The boy goes to school and plays for his team. He develops his craft and follows his dream. He has moments of glory, he has moments of shame, but they shape his life and they make his name. But he begins to get old and it's understood. The boy played the game as long as he could. The boy now a man, he has a son of his own and he teaches his son a game he was shown. His son's first game, he sits in the stands. He yells out instruction, but it's not in his hands. And being late for the meeting was not in the plans. But a cheer for his son as long as he can. This is America's brand. This is baseballism. Do you believe in baseball? <laughs>